בוקר אור רבותיי, ברוכים הבאים. So we have, uh, we have an issue to settle today in halakha. Actually today's uh, subject comes from one of our uh, lady members. We're not prejudiced in this shiur as you know. And one of the nashim uh, tzadkaniyot sent over a question. It's actually a very, very, very good question. And it needs, uh, it needs our analysis. It uh, happens to be, I don't know if she knew this, and that's why she asked. It's something from this week's Perasha. Let's go to Perashat Shofetim, which is our Perasha. And let's open up a Pasuk in Perek Yudhet Pasuk Gima. Let's see what the Torah says in Perek Yudhet, Pasuk Gimal. Well, actually, we can start from the beginning of the Perek. Lo yihyeh la kohanim halviyim kol shevet levi chelek benachala in Yisrael isheh Adonai benachalato yochelun. So the Torah says that kohanim, the shevet levi, they really don't have a chelek in the nahala, in the division of the land of Eretz Yisrael. God is their share, meaning they eat from the korbanot. They don't have a piece of land, they, their parnasah comes from the korbanot. God is his nahala, like we said, and then it gives an example of something that the Kohanim get by virtue of the fact that they are Kohanim. So we learned, I think, in a previous shi'ud that the Kohanim actually are qualified for 24 matanot, 24 different entitlements or gifts. Torah tells us one of them. So this is going to be the law that applies to the Kohanim from anybody that slaughters a shor or se, an ox or a sheep, an animal, behemah. ונתן לכהן הזרוע והלחיים והקבה. So one must give <coughs> to the kohen parts of the animal. And they are the zerowa, which is the forearm, or the arm. <coughs> the lechayayim is the cheeks, the keva is the, the stomach. So these three items, anytime shikita is done, on a, not a korban, Anytime shi'ita is done, it's not talking about a korban. Anytime a non-kohen slaughters an animal, that she says, a non-kohen slaughters an animal, so automatically three parts are given to the kohen. Why these three parts, by the way? Why did the Torah say, zerowa and lechayayim and keva? So there's a beautiful Rashi over here from the Midrash. That this is a payback for the great act that Pinehas did. If you remember, Pinehas was a Kohen, so he killed Zimri and Kozbi. And how did he do that? So the Pasuk says, Vayikah Roma biyado. Oh, so because he did biyado, all the Kohanim get the Zerawa, they get the Yad. And what does it say? That by Pinehas by Falil. 
the Pinehas also got up and he prayed. Well, that's the Lehayayim, with your mouth. He prayed with his mouth, so the Kohanim got the Lehayayim. And where did he lance them with his sword? The Pasuk says, Ha'isha el-Kobata, in the stomach. So therefore, the Mesirut Nefesh of Pinehas gives the Kohanim all of these Matanot. Beautiful explanation why they get specifically these three parts. I saw beautiful Kliyakar over here. Another explanation why they get these three parts. He says, Karov kapav. You know, the Kohanim have to lift their hands every day. Especially in our Minyanim of the Sfaradim, they make Nisi'ut Kapayim. So, in that Zichut, that they lift their hands every single day to bless us, we give them the Zerowa. Zerowa ta'at Zerowa. They make the Birkat Kwanim with their mouth. So therefore we give them the Lehayayim. What's the Beracha that they give us? That there'll be a Beracha in our stomach, that we should eat a little and it should be blessed. So therefore since the Beracha is that we should be satiated, therefore the Beracha they get is the Keba as well. Fine. So that explains why they get these three parts. I saw also from the Srod HaMor, he says, beautiful explanation. Ulfi shem oskim Torah. Kohanim primarily learn Torah. That's what they do all day long. And the Torah's mateshet koham. The Torah weakens their, uh, their bodies. So they got to eat meat, have that protein. So the Torah comes along and says, because the Kohanim primarily sit in the yeshiva all day long, you got to give them a good lunch. This should be a lesson to the yeshivas that they got to give us good lunch. I must say, when I learned in Lakewood yeshiva, every day they gave us a meat lunch. I'm sure that cost the yeshiva a lot of money. But nonetheless, you have to feed the, the guys brain power. You need to have uh, the protein. So therefore, it comes along and says, So therefore, you have to give them, you know, the choice, the choice cuts of meat. Okay, that's a pasuk in the, in, the, in, the, in the perasha. So the question that this lady asks is, Kvod we're making shahita all day long. We go to the butcher and we're buying meat. Somebody obviously made shahita on these animals. Who's giving the zrawa and the ayayim to the kohen? How are we eating meat? How do we fulfill this mitzvah? Is, it, is this being done today? Is it, or do we have to do it today? I mean, what's the practical application of this mitzvah that's really the She'elah. Okay, well, if that's the She'elah, She'elah Toba. So let's open up at first. Shohan Aruch. Wow. Shohan Aruch in Yore De'ah, in Siman Samich Aleph, has a whole Siman, Hilchot Matanot Kehuna. So it's in Shohan Aruch. And Maran writes in Alakha Aleph, Hayav liten la kohen hazerawa vea la hayayim vea keba shilshor vese. And we can't get clearer than that. Hayav, you must give the kohen the zerawa, the lehayayim, the keba, those three items, shilshor vese. Shorvase means of a uh, of a behemah, as opposed to a haya. 
Okay. And what's the law if you don't give it? What's the law if you don't give it? Are you allowed to eat the animal? So there's an interesting Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara in Megillah is on Daf Chav Zayin. Amud Bet, going into Daf Chav Chet. There the Gemara says, Sha'alu Talmidav et Rabbi Fereda, Bemah Erach Tayamin. They asked the Fereda, which I think he lived close to 400 years. So they asked him, what do you um, uh, credit your longevity? You know, what zechut did you do that you live so long? Now he didn't answer green tea, and he didn't answer, uh, you know, uh, that he did uh, yoga. The answer he said was, Amar lahem, miyamai lo kiddemani adam lebeta midrash. First of all, I always was the first one in the Beit Midrash. Not only it means he didn't come late, he came extra early. And then he says, I never said Birkat Mazun in front of a Kohen during a Sa'uda. We'll see what that means. And here's the point. I never ate from an animal that they didn't first separate the matanot for the Kohen. Oh, so what do you see from over here? That he was careful, and I was very careful. He said, that's why he lived a long life. I never ate from an animal that they did not separate the matanot. And the Gemara says, the Amara bi Yitzhak, Amara bi Yohanan, asur le'echol me'behemah she'lo hudmu matanoteha. Oh, it's asur. You cannot eat from a behemah. Shlomo matanoteha. Anybody that eats from a behemah that they didn't take these matanot, it's like he eats teven. It's like he's eating uh, uh, wheat that they didn't take to the motor ma'asrot. Teven, sudoraita. But then the Gemara says, that's not the halakha. The halakha is that the animal does not become forbidden if you don't give the matanot. And what's the proof? Because in what zechut do you live a long life? So obviously, if he said, I never ate from an animal, that they didn't take the matanot, if it's asur to do that, then that's not a sigula for long life. It's asur to do it. <laughs> he must have been doing something that's hasidut. And therefore, from this Gemara, you see that from the fact that Pereda uh, uh, said, my long life is accredited that I didn't eat from an animal, that they didn't separate the matanot, that must be he was doing something above and beyond the law. He's not going to say, I got long life for following the law. Everybody has to follow the law. And they must have did something that was hasidut. So from this Gemara, you see, it doesn't render the animal asur, but you still have to give it. Incidentally, I saw a beautiful explanation. What's the midah keneged midah? Why did Rapinida get long life for being careful not to eat animals that didn't separate these things? Because if you remember... We just learned from Shittat Rashi, what zechut did the Kohanim get these three items? In the zechut of Pinehas. And when Pinehas used his hand, and he used his mouth to pray, and he killed Zimri and Kozbi uh, in the koba, in the stomach, what happened? The plague stopped. So as a result of these three things, he brought life to Klal Yisrael. 
So therefore, one that's careful in these things will get long life as well. Because you're connecting to the Mitzvah Pinehas that use these three items and also to bring life to Klai Yisrael and stop a plague. So it's not going to osir the food. Okay, at least we have that much. But forget about it being osir the food. Are we obligated to fulfill this mitzvah? Are we obligated to do this mitzvah? So in order to go into this sugya, you need to go back to a gemara that we had just learned in the Dafayomi um, gemara, Shabbat Daf Yud Amud Bet. The Gemara on Yud Amud Bet in Shabbat says the story of Rav Hezda. Rav Hezda havan nakit biyadeh tartem matinatad de Torah. Rav Hezda was a Kohen. And he had, you know, a pair of matanot kehuna. They gave him matanot kehuna. And he had it in his hand, he was holding him. Be'amar and he said, Kolman de'ate be'amar nishma'teta hadeta m'shemed de'rav. Anybody that can come and tell me a new Hindush that I haven't heard in the name of Rav, I'll give you my matanot. Well, clearly a Kohen can do whatever he wants with the matanot. The matanot are not Kodesh. He, which means a Kohen cannot give Tirumah to a non-Kohen, because Tirumah is Kodesh. Mashi'enken, when it comes to these, these matanot of the Zerawan, the Hayam, and the Kevah, they're his to do what he wants with them. So if he wants to give them back to a Yisrael, He's allowed to. So in this case of me, we're saying, that I, I have matanot over here. After all, I'm a Kohen. Anybody want to en- enjoy them? you be part of the raffle. What's the raffle? Raffle, whoever can tell me a Hiddush from Rav, you get it. You're the winner. Beautiful. So what do you see from here? That Rav Hezda was a Kohen. Incidentally, Rav Hezda was a Kohen in Chutz La'aris. He was a Kohen not only in Eretz Israel, he was a Kohen in Bavel. And it seems that they were giving him Matanot Kehuna in Bavel. This is after the Beit HaMikdash is destroyed. So you see over here that they were giving Matanot Kehuna after the Beit HaMikdash, even in Chutz La'aris. I bring a proof from this Gemara that Matanot kehuna of these animals, parts of the animal, apply bizman she'en betamikdash kayam ve'afidu b'chutz la'aris. Now I read Rashi Kadosh. Rashi comes along and he says, a big chidush. Ve'af al-gab de'rav chazda b'chutz la'aris haba. I'm reading Rashi Dibur Matqil haba nakit. That even though Rav Chazda was in chutz la'aris, but you can't learn from here that matanot apply that she says bismanazeh. It means should say mechutzlaaris. You can't learn from here that matanot applied to chutzlaaris. Why? That was chutzlaaris. Because he says, if you remember, we learned the Gemara Berachot on Daf Kabbet that there was three rabbis that made rulings, and we follow all the three rulings of the rabbis. And one of the rulings was a rabbi called Rav El'ai. Rav El'ai Bereshi Tagez. Rav El'ai said that Reshi Tagez, one of the matanot of the is Reshi Tagez. You got to give the first shearings of the uh, sheep to the Kohen. 
So he said, Rishita Gez does not apply to Hutzla Aris. And he says, we no not like that. The Gemara says, no. Nahug Alma Kitlat Sabeh. We follow three rabbis. And one of the three rabbis is Rav Elai. And Rav Elai says, you do not give Rishita Gez to Kohanim in Hutzla Aris. That's why today, if you have a sheep, you don't have to, in Hutzla Aris, you don't have to give the first shearings to the Kohen. The Kohen says, hey, give me the first shearings. I want to make a sweater for my wife. Tell him, sorry, go, 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 go to Brooks Brothers and get a sweater. We're, we're, not, getting, we're not giving you the Shita Gez over here. Why not? We follow the Bilai. The Bilai says, in the Shita Gez, no hez, no heg, Aris. Oh, so that she says a big hadush. Vechen matanot. The Shita Gez is just an example. But who are deen other matanot as well? Including the Zerawa, the Hayami, the Keba. So Shitat Rashi is that once Rabbi Lai said, no matanot mechutz la'ares, and we're no heg like him by the Shita Gez, we're no heg like him also by Sha'ar matanot, and Rabbi Hizdan that received matanot was before Rabbi Lai. Rabbi Hizdan, this Kemara Shabbat, that received matanot was before Rabbi Lai. Rabbi Hizdan, Akati, don't know who can be Lai. Beautiful. So he comes along and he says, "Vehashta de nahug." Now that we have a minhag like Rabbi Lai, ape matanot lo mishanin and minhaga, we don't change the minhag. So Shitat Rashi is very clear, Rabbi that while the sheet, while matanot kiruna apply in Eretz Yisrael, but they're not going to apply in Hutzla Aris. And that was taken care of by a rabbi called Avil'ah. Although he was not talking about matanot, he was talking about Ishitagez. But as she says, we learn from Ishitagez to the matanot, and therefore does not apply to Aris. That's Shitat Rashi. I must tell you, not everybody agrees with Shitat Rashi. I have to point that out to you. I actually found a Ramban. A Ramban in Hulin. Andav Kuflam Midvav. The Ramban writes... After he quotes Rashi, he says, <coughs> he brings out the different opinions, but he says, no, Mikol Makom, I'm reading the end of his piece, Keban de Hazina, Lechulu Rabbanan de Gemara, de Mefarshim, all the rabbis of the Gemara did give the Matanot. Not only that, if they didn't give Matanot, they would put the person in Harem, and they would give Kanas. You should give matanot. We don't have the power to put people in harem anymore and to put kenas, but he says you should give. So it comes out we have a fantastic mahloket between Rashi and the Ramban. Is one obligated to give matanot? Bechutz la'aris, bezman azeh. Rashi says no. Rabbi Lai took care of that, and Ramban says no. Rabbi Lai was talking about Rashi Tagiz. We have no raya that he was talking about she'ar matanot. Therefore, he says Ra'ui to do it. Okay. Let's see some other rishonim quickly. So I have the Sefer Hinuch. That's the best place to go. The Sefer Hinuch. It's the five hundred and sixth mitzvah. Am I right? I am wrong. It's the 507th 
No, I am right. It's the 506th mitzvah. Tav Kuvav. So after he discusses how to do the mitzvah, you make shechita, you give to the kohen. Ul'inyam. Im noheget achshav bizman hazeim lo. Now at the end he says, regarding does it apply bizman hazeh or not. Now this language also is, is, is not a miduyak language. Of course it applies bizman hazeh. What the Sefer Anuk means, does it apply in Chutz La'aris? There's no question that this applies in Eretz Yisrael. That's not even discussion. So when the Hinuch when the writes, He means, You have to say that. Rashi says, no. Rambam says, yes. Incidentally, there's a Rambam that also says, yes. And the reef also, by the way. It comes out, the Hinuch says, it applies even today. Okay. So the Sefer Hinuch is coming out. But we don't have the Kawah to force the butchers to do it. Because who's obligated to do this? The butchers, the slaughterhouses. He says, but today we don't have the, we can't enforce it. God willing, God will give us enforcement. Like it says this week's we'll have enforcement one day. You know, so even, in that, even then they were defunding the police. So they, they didn't have enforcement in the olden days. So they defunded the Shotrim. So they couldn't enforce the Tabarim to give the, uh, the, 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 the But he said, one day we'll be able to do it. But from the Hinuk it sounds like, He's taking the Ramban, the Reef, Afidu Bizman Azzeh, Afidu Bhusta Aris. Does Maran have an opinion on this Rabotai? So let's open up first the Tur. The Tur in Siman Samech Aleph. The Tur's Lashon is, and I quote, Venohagim, ben ba'eres Israel, ben bechutz la'ares. Oh, the tour says it applies in Israel, it applies in chutz la'ares. Uvkol zeman, ken katav harambam. Verashi pasak she'en nohagim bezman azeh vechen katav harab meir merotenburg vechen nohagim. Aha. So the Tur quotes Rashi and Maram in Rottenburg, and he says, Bechet Noagim, Maz Bechet Noagim, that Bechutz Laares, they don't do it. Okay, very good, but I want to know what Maran holds. What does Shukhan Aruch hold, Rabotai? So I found it. Open up Siman Samech Aleph and Yure De'ah. Halakha Chaf Aleph. Maran, matanot nohagot bechol makom. Ben be'eres, ben ba'ares, ben bechutz la'ares. Ben b'fnei ha'bayit, ben shelo b'fnei ha'bayit. So Maran in the Stam says, it applies everywhere at all times. Ve'yesh mi she'omer, she'enam nohagot bechutz la'ares. 
And some say it doesn't apply in Chutzla Aris. Who's that, by the way, Rabotai? Rashi. Maram Rottenborg. But then Maran says, Ah, And that is the Minhag. So at least we understand why we're not giving Matanot Bechutz Aris. Because the Minhag is that it doesn't apply. Like Rashi told us. Okay, Baruch Hashem. So if you never gave Matanot, Kehuna, if you never gave the Zerowa and the Lehayayim to the Kohen, and you live in America, you have nothing to fret about, you have nothing to worry about, you're following the Shohan Aruch, doesn't apply. All right. But the question is, what about Eres Yisrael? Eres Yisrael, it applies. Now, Eretz Yisrael applies. So I found a shoot of Now, we learned of Katrochel once before in this Shi'urim on Ma'asir. Of Katrochel is Maran. Maran Rabbi Yosef Karo has She'elot to Tshuvot of Katrochel. This Tshuvah is Siman Yud. And interesting enough, he didn't write this teshuvah. This teshuvah was written by a rav that he signs his name, Yosef ben Abraham ibn Sayyah. Okay? And he's writing a teshuvah. And he made it to the book. Baran added it to the book. She'elah. Yorenu Rabbenu Almashin Hagu Yisrael Bizmana Zebe Hutsala Ares Sheena Mafrishim Matanochel Kehuna Menabe Moche Shoatim Im Yafehem Osim Imlo. Our question. He asks those people that live in Hutsla Ares, are they doing right by not being Mafrish Matanot Kehuna by the animals? Okay? So he says, Tishuva la Aniyu Dati. Wow. So this rabbi held, they got to do it. And they have to give it to Kwanim Tamid Achamim. He quotes the Rambam. The Rambam says in Perektet, from Hilchot Bekurim, Nohagim Ben Ba'ares, Ben Bechutzal Ares. Oh, so his opinion was, you have to, even in Chutz Aris. He actually says at the end of the Teshuvah, He's talking about the Chutz Aris people that are next to Eris Israel. Surya, Babel, the lands that were like in the Middle East. Because he says, And then in the neighborhood, Since those regions follow Harambam, He says, you got to give them Matanot. 
או מה שנהגו שלא לתת המתנות עד עתה, and the fact that they didn't do it till now, זה מנהג טעות. זה מנהג טעות. וואו, אז הוא מאוד חזק. הוא לא אוהב את זה. ובכלל, אני ראיתי את החתם סופר. החתם סופר אומר, החתם סופר היה בהונגרי. בפרשבורג. זה בטח חוסל הארץ, רבותיי. And he writes to Atam Sofer that he used to slaughter animals and give the matanot to his brother-in-law who was a Kohen. Interesting. Atam Sofer was Mekayim the Mitzvah in Pressburg. And he says before Yom Tov also they would slaughter animals and he would Mekayim the Mitzvah matanot. Okay? So again, Legabe that, fine, but Maran already told us Vechen Nohagin. So, Mechen Noagim, meaning, She'enam Noagim P'chutz La'aris, Maran tells us that's the Menhag of P'chutz La'aris. Although this rabbi said they're wrong, Menhag Ta'ud, but Maran already, we're going to follow Maran. This Teshuvah is not Maran. It's in Maran's book, but it's not Maran. Good, but now, the rabbi continues to talk about Menhag Yerushalayim. Because nobody that we saw here today is going to exempt Eris Yisrael from this mitzvah. So he writes, "Va'afidu po Yerushalayim to banev b'tekonen." I guess this teshuvah was written about 500 years ago. Lo naagu latet matanot. They don't give the matanot. Ela mikarov. Only a rabbi came called the Maharal Bach. That's Reb Levi ben Habib. When he came, who hinhig baskamat akohanim latet demeh matanot hatsi kesef. לבהמת דקה ובהמה גסה שני כספים. אוסו מהלבך קיים תירושלים, ואני אסטאבלש שזה יכול להיות קומפליקטי שיש לך כהן בסלוטה הוס כל יום, קולקטים את המתנות. זה טריקי, או זה לא פשוט. אוסו הוא עשה תקנה, לכל אנמל יש לך לתת כסף, כסף, כסף לכל כהנים. And then they would take all that money and they would give it to the Kohanim, whoever they chose. It's, it's up to the shochet or the owner of the animal to decide which Kohen you want to give it to. So they had a, they had a kitty, they had a fund. What was the fund? The Matarot Kehuna fund. Every time they had an animal, they stored it. They said, okay, how much is the Zerowa, the Lachayim, the Kiva? Two dollars. They put two dollars on the, on the side. So instead of giving them the actual, I think the, 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 the Matarot, that was the Hidush of Mahal Bach, to switch the Matarot to money. Anyway, the rabbi here continues in Avkat Rochel, and he says, just like in Yerushalayim, they forgot about this mitzvah, they forgot about it in Chutz Laaris as well. And he goes to try to explain why they forgot the minhag. Now, there was another rabbi called the Mabit. The Mabit, he also writes in his Teshuvot, in Helek Bet, Siman Kuf Ted Vav, שגם בארץ ישראל היו מזלזלים בזה. They were מזלזלים, they weren't careful with this מצווה. And they made a תקנה in his time, לתת לכהן הזה רוע. The son of the Maharit, the son of the Mabit, was called the Maharit. He writes, שאף על פי שהכהנים הם רק כהני חזקה, even though today we really don't know who's a legitimate כהן or not, we're just relying on חזקה. נוהגים לתת להם המתנות, we give them the מתנות. 
And we don't, they don't have to bring a proof that they're a Kohen. They don't got to come along now and show us their DNA that they're Kohanim. If the guy's last name is Kohen and he gets up and makes Bukat Kohanim, you trust him and you give him the Matanot. And then he says, regarding the Takana of the Mahalbah, to give money, later on in this same Sefer, Avkat Rochel in Siman Tetzayin, he brings up a rabbi called Mari Kurkus that didn't like it. He says, I don't like giving the money. You got to give the Matanot. Unbelievable. Rav Hida also in Mahazik Beracha says that one should try to fulfill this mitzvah of giving matanot. I don't have the copy of the Mahazik Beracha in front of me, but it's in Siman Samech Aleph Ot Yutet. At the end, if somebody has a copy of the Mahazik Beracha, it's in Uyorodeah. Siman Samech Aleph Yutet. The last line over there. He talks that one should run to do this mitzvah, he feels that it's a, uh, a great mitzvah. Okay, but that's in Eretz Yisrael. The Chutz we don't do it. The question is, what do we do in Chutz in Eretz Yisrael? This is a big, uh, a, 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 big, a big, big discussion over here now. Rabbi Takachinsky in his Sefer on Eretz Yisrael on page 155, he says that in his time they would give money to the almanot of the kehuna. If you have a widowed kohen, kohenet, then we go to every Friday give them money against all these zero under the hayams that they slaughtered in the slaughterhouse. But what do they do today, Rabotai? I'm not too sure what they do today in Eretz Yisrael, but I never saw on the package, you know, kasher badats, uh, we have O-U-D, we have O-U-Fish, we have O-U-Whatever. We don't have O-U-Matarot Keona. That's a new Kashrut we have to create over here. Not in Chutz Aris, in Eretz Israel. So there's one way to get out of it, Rabotai, and this is probably what they do. There is a way to get out of it. Now, I'm not saying you should get out of it. I don't think it's a mitzvah to get out of it. I think it's a mitzvah to do the mitzvah. But again, I'm not a slaughterer. By the time I go to the butcher, the meat was slaughtered already. I'm just buying the meat. Now the meat is permissible regardless, as we learned. But the question is, what are they doing in the slaughterhouses? Which when I buy badat's meat, I want to make sure that the meat was done kahalakha. Not that that this meat over here, somebody stole from the Kohen. You took all these pieces from the Kohen. So what do they do today? What do they do today? So the only thing I could come up with is what Maran writes in Yoredi Asamich Aleph Halacha Chaf He. So he says over here, Hashochet la Kohen vla Oved Kochavim patur min Matanot vhamishtatef imahem. Rule is that if you have a partnership in the animal with a goy, so then already that animal is not considered a behemah that belongs to a Yisrael, and therefore, since it does not belong to a Yisrael, there's no deen that you have to give matanot. Now, what does this mean? So I'll tell you what they do. They make a rule like this. In the slaughterhouse, they get goyim, and they say, 
whatever animals are going to be terefah uh, goes to the goy. Whatever animals are going to be kesherah are going to go to the Israel. At the time that they're slaughtering, we don't know who this animal is going to belong to. So the Shach writes over here, the emat mehayev. When is the chiyuv of matanot come? Mishad ziviha at the time of the shechita. Veishata let leberera. We don't know yet who it's going to belong to. The tevedi there, and therefore the Rama writes clearly. He says, "Bimkom shenoagim neshchot etzel obed kochavim." In the places where they have, let's say, where they slaughter in the goyim slaughterhouses. If it's a terefat, it belongs to the goy. The Jew takes it. So there's different ways over here. Either you make mamash a partnership in the animal, and then what happens? After you slaughter the animal, so then it's like the Jew buys it back from the goy. But since at the time of the shechita, it belonged to a goy, so therefore you're not going to have a, uh, a problem with this over here. And that's basically... What they do, because anyway, regarding animals today, we don't eat the hindquarters. The hindquarters are too difficult to take out the gid and the Although some people know how to do it, of course. But, you know, that's why when you go to the kosher restaurant, you don't find, you know, uh, sirloin and all these delicious pieces of meat. Very expensive, you do find it, because it's hard to take out the uh, gid and the So basically the goy gets that. So basically, in every animal, you have a partnership with a goy, although he has to be partners in the whole animal, not only in the Gid and Hashem part. He has to be partners in the whole animal, but he has to be a 1% partner in all of the animal. And therefore, once he becomes a partner at the time of the Shechita, then you give him his uh, Gid and Hashem, and you take the rest of the animal, that's going to be Patur. But again, that's, that's a way to get out of it. And I'm not sure there's, 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 there's a reason to get out of it. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not sure they're doing that in Israel, by the way. I'm not sure they're doing that. So you really have to check up what are they doing in the slaughterhouses in Eretz Israel? Are they going partners with a goy? You got out of it. But is that what, is that what Hashem wants us to do over here? To, 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 to uh, 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 perpetually get out of this mitzvah? Maybe somebody wants to fulfill this mitzvah. <clears throat> I'm not saying it's so easy. Or maybe, or maybe, they, have, maybe they have... I saw one of the posts came bring down that they used to take, let's say, uh, uh, $10,000 and lend it to a Kohen. They say, I'm lending you $10,000. And every animal they slaughtered, they deduct from his loan. So already he's getting uh, money for the, uh, every animal that's slaughtered. Okay, we slaughtered an animal, you only uh, $9,900, $9,700, so on and so forth. And, to, and they make a price up. And then once it runs out, they give another $10,000. Okay, by the way, that's going to jack up the price of meat now. Because every, every, every piece of meat, now you got to factor in. they got to pay the Kohen his vig. That's uh, another reason why the price is going to go up. But nonetheless, Halakha said, back to that wonderful lady's question. She asked, why aren't we doing it? Her answer is, The minhag is, according to Maran, at least he brought down, we don't do it. I understand the Hatam Sofer did it. I understand Rabbi Avkar uh, Teshuvah that says we should do it. And I understand the Ramban said you should do it. I understand the Hinuch said you should do it. Okay, Rabotai, you have a chance to do a mitzvah now. Go take an animal. Let's go do it. Let's, let's make a mitzvah. Instead of Petr Hamor, we'll do this one. Let's get, a, let's get an animal. Let's make Shechita. 
Let's take the Zeroa, let's take the Lehayat, and we'll go to a Kohen, and we'll give it to him. Listen, for sure, according to many of the Achenim, if we're fulfilling a mitzvah, could be a mitzvah deoraita. All right, I'm giving you a, a mitzvah to add to your, to your bucket list of mitzvot that you should fulfill. If you want to do something great in your life, you could do that. The next time you slaughter an animal, you give it to the Kohen. But again, you can't have claims in Hotz Your claim is going to be, the next time you go to Eretz Yisrael, you got to go to the local uh, rabbis over there and say, how are we alleviating the problem of Mata? And don't let him tell you it doesn't apply. Everybody says it applies. There's no mahlokin on that. Litman the palig. Only question is, either they're just not doing it. Like, by the way, they weren't doing it 500 years ago. You they forgot about it. <laughs> so maybe they went back to that old bad custom. I don't think so. We have good hachamim. I'm sure they're on top of it. Uh, nonetheless, either they'll tell you, yes, we're giving money to the Kohen per animal. Like Rabbi Tekachinsky said, they would give money to the widows, the widowed Kohanot. They would give them money, a stipend from these animals. Okay, that's correct. Although the Mabit didn't like the money element of it, like the Muhammad Bach said, he liked to actually give the, 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 the meat. So that either they're going to tell you, we went partners with a Goy, and therefore there's a partnership of a Goy in each animal, and therefore it's going to be Patur. That is the uh, subject regarding that, Abotai. Bon appetit. Yes, hey, John. No chicken, right? No, no chicken. Only, and no haya either. Only behemah. Only behemah. So and, and now another thing about the slaughterhouses, if I'm not mistaken, I think today because of the, the how, how big we have grown in the meat industry, that today they own not only the farms and the meats, they own everything. Okay. And what happens is the not kosher ones, the ones that didn't put in the they get sold to the, to the Muslims. So, they go to halal. So therefore in Eretz Israel, if that's the case, you have a problem. Because you don't have a goy as a partner. Unless they bring in a, you know, a, a shill to every Jewish slaughterhouse to make him a partner. It's like a Shabbat goy. You know, they do some type of... But then that's, that's trickery to get out of the uh, mitzvah. The best thing would be... Again, I understand it's, it's, it's difficult to have a kohen standing there receiving every zero on the hayayim. That's going to be difficult. But at least the money element, like Baruch said... They should set a certain price. Every animal, the Quran gets this price, they give it out to the Kwani. And I get it. What's the effect of eating this product? What's oh, the so we said in the beginning of the Shi'ud, it doesn't osir the animal. It doesn't osir the animal. But, <laughs> I'm eating an animal that the, 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 the slaughter, the, 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 the shohet was a ganav. <laughs> Maybe it makes the shohet pasul. I don't know he's a ganav on every animal. I don't know what, I don't know the ramifications of what it does, but there's genevaya. Now, it's interesting genevaya. It's a genevaya that nobody can claim. Because no kohen can say it's coming to me. I don't have to give it to you. I give it to the other guy. So it's money that's, it's called mamon she'en no tov'im. It's money that no kohen can come along and say, hey, you owe it to me. Because I could always tell the kohen, no, I was going to give it to that guy. But nonetheless, you owe it to the shevet. You owe it to the shevet. Again, if you see something on it, what they're doing in Israel, let me know. I'd love to know what they're doing. Okay, boys.